Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vention, where people find passions and passions find people. I have on today one of my friends from college, Ryan Catrosa. And uh, here we go. <laughs> this is oh. just a test. I I know it's a test. I know it's a test. Yeah. So how do you usually start your podcast? Just by staring at the other person. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Is is that like your induction ceremony? Is it the hazing of the other person? Yeah, pretty much. Got I don't it. even play the music. I pretty much just start like five ten minutes after talking. Oh oh okay. So you like. Have a little warm up and then yeah, I'll uh, edit it later. Okay, because typically I just press record without people even noticing, and then I literally get them on rants. No, get them on rants. That is the best. Yeah, the one with Braden. I literally just okay. uh, That was my question. Where can we find? Where can I tell people about your podcast? Or where can I find them? Um, it is on Spotify. It is under Vention. I like this or Ventionable. Do they usually um, get a lot of views or not many people? I think I, I only have 10, I think, right now. 10 out. Um, okay. okay. And I think I'm approaching, if not surpassing, 1,000 listeners. Uh, not listeners. Not listeners. Not listeners. Listens. Oh, li- okay. Okay. No, I, mean, I wish. Well, I mean, hey, if the quality gets better and better, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And um, how does it work on Spotify? Honestly, I, uh, you'd be uh, a lot more of a knowledgeable person than I am on this is how do you make revenue from, from Spotify? Is that like a um, possibility? Well, revenue doesn't come into a factor fra- factor mm-hmm. until literally tens of thousands of listens. Well, I'm sure. I'm if sure. not hundreds of thousands. Well, I don't, obviously you're not getting anything right now, but I mean like in yeah. the future, if you wanted in to. The, in your future, uh, I don't think Spotify really has anything to do with it. It's more sponsors. Oh. Uh, you have to do it uh, secondhand because gotcha, uh, Spotify gotcha. itself I don't even think like even like musicians, I would have to look into it, like how much it takes before they actually start getting like pennies. Right, right. Um, cause, cause in no way, shape or form are they like, oh yeah, everybody, every time they listen, somebody listens to get a dollar or something right. like that. It's no, like, no, obviously it's nothing yeah. like that. But like, if only. but like my background, uh, part of the reason I was asking, cause I, I know a lot about the YouTube side of, uh, um, yeah, yeah. The, Monetization. The, exactly. Stuff, exactly. Reviews. So like. Because Spotify, you know, they have your Spotify premium and then ads, kind of like YouTube. But it sounds like it's a lot different because YouTube, when you watch a video with YouTube premium, like a lot of that that money goes directly to the content creator. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Spotify is like that. Um, No, I I would not think so, especially with podcasting. Um, I think podcasters are pretty much uh, destined to the fact of needing um, sponsors. Right. Well, that's why, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and like you know they always have those commercial breaks yeah, yeah. they're not like annoying and usually the podcasters make it quite fun but yeah. um it's kind of like a radio show radio exactly. shows have to do that yeah. all the time yeah exactly even to just stay on air right and then sometimes it gets annoying when they they're constantly constantly asking for donations to stay right well uh, i mean stay relevant i can imagine you know it's like expensive you, oh yeah you gotta have definitely. support from somewhere definitely um yeah, and then the YouTube thing is strictly for views and stuff like that. Right, uh, right. Um, but as far as I know, Spotify is not like that. Um, the only way that I 
uh, would would more than likely be through um, listens. I mean, I mean through uh, sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even the debatably, pro- possibly the most listened to podcast, like quote unquote, in history, is uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, um, yeah. the Joe Rogan he, experience. I love he that guy. just got, he just now uh, got a uh, got sponsored or connected with Spotify. Okay, and like uh, has oh. like this massive contract with Spotify, but wow. it's like. But it's like even then, per listen, I think Spotify's gaining all of the uh, the revenue from from the listens right, specifically right. and from like the times listened and uh, different <laughs> things because I I kind of doubt and also it's nothing really to like bank on like whatsoever especially as like a small small artist mm-hmm. like musician or uh, podcast or something like that yeah. you definitely do not want to bank for that one thousand listens gets you five ten bucks right because because there are sponsorships through uh uh through anchor which is a podcasting uh thing and Mm -hmm. they can you can record um uh sponsorships uh like commercials and different things throughout and um i think it's 15 bucks for every thousand listens wow holy cow yeah which i mean that's i mean it's money but that's tough it's money but like when you're cranking out 10,000 listeners, it's like you could, it'll pay for itself. Yeah, yeah. But until you're on those levels, it's negligible and you, you yeah. should probably be looking other ways. Well, there's always some momentum you got to build, you know, in anything like this and anything that's built on, you know, people paying attention. Yeah. You know, there's always that, that uh, mountain you got to get over. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I know because I was just thinking about it. And um, when you tell me this, it's, it's crazy like youtube versus spotify spotify must be making bank like the company itself because yeah. think about it youtube is the same cost as a spotify membership they have mm-hmm. the whole family plan and all that stuff yeah. but youtube doesn't get nearly as much as spotify does per listen and yeah. i would assume they must that it is i'm, I'm a, i'd assume it's on the same scale if not spotify is potentially more no i um, i think spotify is more but with YouTube and stuff like that, it's so much easier. This is just my perception. I haven't mm-hmm. really done research oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, on the Spotify yeah. side, but I would assume that small creators are much easier monetized on YouTube, but large creators are much more easily monetized on Spotify. Right. Because no, once, yeah, you, cause once yeah. you're like registered on Spotify and they pretty much are like guaranteeing that you're going to be uploading to them, right. they're pretty much going to be paying you that minimum cost in order for you to keep submitting to them because i because without a doubt you could re, like as a big artist you could mm-hmm. refrain oh, from yeah. from adding to spotify oh i'm sure i'm uh, sure but it would tank your tank your listeners and all that kind of stuff um and so i i mean i guarantee i guarantee that they have a good enough revenue coming in from spotify but mm-hmm. only when mm-hmm. you're like the big the big no big yeah the big i'm sure the big dogs are getting a lot but that's the thing it's like when uh when i think about it YouTube has a lot of expenses and they don't make that much money. All those videos that they have, like how much, like just millions and millions of videos, like yeah. every every week are uploaded to YouTube and, and, you know, millions and billions of views every day. And the, you know, the ridiculous amount of all of that and the servers that it costs, the infrastructure to do that. Yeah. Spotify obviously has to serve a lot of people, but they don't have to store nearly the amount of files. For example, audio files are way smaller than video you know, to begin with, Yeah. but they also have to store a lot less of them because only, you know, really 
I, I guess there's just a lot more people producing, you know, random videos on YouTube than there are actual tracks on Spotify. Yeah. So like, Spotify has a lot less costs of just doing business in the first place. And yeah, yeah. They don't need to update their firmware a lot. They don't need to do a lot of stuff. So their back end's probably smaller too. Whereas YouTube, you know, this just money constantly you know it being reinvested into the platform yeah. and stuff just to even store the data to keep doing the same thing that they're doing yeah so i like I, i'm probably i'm sure that there's more people watching ads on youtube watching youtube in general than mm -hmm. even spotify yeah but i know it's just it's something that i was thinking about and yeah i haven't done any research yeah. this is all in my head and that's and that's also why like uh video is so much a better uh marketer than radio right because in reality oh, yeah. it's like you're never gonna see super bowl super bowl revenue ads like tens of millions of dollars mil hundreds of millions i don't know the cost for a yeah, super I'm bowl sure ad they're, they're but it's like insane yeah. it's crazy up there i think they do it by like the 10 seconds or something like that because there's just so much much money dumped into it mm -hmm. that like you're never gonna like see that kind of money get pumped through a radio oh yeah radio thing i mean joel, like, even joel rogan as we've talked about before I, I bet he'd have a hard time swinging something like that yeah like even then it's like no um it's just so much more effective oh, through yeah. video oh yeah so companies 10 like nine chances out of 10 um are gonna just go swing swing by the the video route and exactly so, uh so yeah well, spotify is like a cool thing and everything and but for musicians um, like Billie Eilish, uh, I heard yeah. was a, a SoundCloud artist. Oh, interesting. Um, first, and people recognized her from SoundCloud. Huh. Um, and then that's how she quote unquote became famous, like, right? It, as a small niche, and then eventually blew up. Well, yeah, type of thing. you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, got to start somewhere. But there is in no way, shape, or form was she doing it for the money. Right. It's like you kind of have to like start on that first basis, and then find other means to do things it's kind yeah. of just more like a the funnel thing but not banking off the it's a progression money at all yeah it's a progression honestly you look at a lot of these successful um uh, people in their a certain thing especially with like you know entertainment where you, they have to do something with a lot of other people yeah and you know you always hear their success stories and but all of them it's like or at least a very good majority of them were, were not expecting or not starting it to become you know famous or they weren't like you know, they were hoping for it, I'm sure, but they didn't start it with, you know, the, their five-step plan in mind. It was moving from one thing to the next, taking opportunities when they came, and all of a sudden, you know, they they became popular. Yeah. And, you know, th there's not really, like, a formula for it. It's it's just you have to make smart decisions and, you know, hopefully have a good manager and, a, you know, a good business sense if you can. And yeah. you just see what happens. And, you know, if people like your stuff, people like your stuff. Yeah. The, uh, there's a ton of luck that goes to in, exactly. into yeah. all of these kind of things. But there's really um, no other word for it. Yeah, there's not really there's like 80% luck, I would say. Right. But but you do need that small business sense, as you've said. Right. Um, right. Because without that, you're you're not gonna know how to transfer that quote unquote luck into uh whatever you're trying to accomplish. Exactly. Exactly. It's like basically taking the stream and funneling it into a certain direction. You're not gonna you you don't have the power to push like this massive force into like what you want right specifically but you can kind of direct it and without yeah, directing yeah. it it could just become a landslide type of thing right no it's um it's a pretty good analogy 
you, can, you only have so much control over it. And yeah. yeah, and then the thing is, you never know what's popular. Like sometimes you just know an idea is going to take off. Although, you know, this honestly doesn't happen all that often. For uh -huh. example, um, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would know more than me, but the original iPhone, a lot mm -hmm. of people thought that was going to be the next best thing. But probably a lot more people thought that it was just such a you know waste. Like. Why? Why would I need a phone with a screen when the keyboard could just be built in? Yeah. Or, you know, why would I need something that you know, it just it makes it more complex? Who would ever want yeah. this when I could just open my phone, press speed dial and, and just talk to the people I want? Yeah. They didn't know that Instagram and you know Facebook would be a thing. They had no idea that apps and, yeah. you know, all this stuff. It's, you know, every, every single innovation or whatever, it, it always starts from, from something small with a lot of people going, yeah, this could be the next best thing, and a lot of other people going, that's never gonna happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's like the um, uh, the the risk takers or something like that. But it's mm -hmm. like uh, in like one of me, my uh, business classes, they were saying that there's like the the curve of who buys and when. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah, and the, like the, are you talking about early adopters? Yeah, early yeah, adopters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where they're like pretty much all for it, like mm -hmm. right off the bat. Like they may yeah. not understand it completely. But I think that's, that's kind of like the, I think it was like seven, five to seven, five to 7%. Oh, I think less. it's low. Wow. I think it's pretty low. Well, I know it's low. I thought it was like 10%. I'm sure it, it, sure it, it depends. depends on the, on the, but when you're talking about iPhone type of thing, I guarantee it is probably like maybe 10%. Yeah. 10%. I think it might've been for like a company then that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. Something like that. But like, it's kind of just like that whole, that whole viewpoint of like, oh, this is cool. We want to be the first and we want to right. be the innovative. Right. And it's like, there's the innovators that like want to create for the sake of creating. Mm -hmm. And then there's are those that want to support. Exactly. Specifically for the fact that they want to be the pioneers. Right. But, or at least feel like they are the pioneers of it. Um, in the way that like Kickstarter and I start, uh, like GoFundMe and those kind of things are like super popular because it's not necessarily these people are creating the brand new things like themselves, the ones that are investing, but they're like putting money into it to see these things like be made mani manifest. And that's what's so cool, so in interesting about the investor, like the early adopters and stuff like that. And especially when it's like something so, uh, I wouldn't say so minuscule because it, it depends, like kind of like the Tesla Tesla thing was like mm -hmm. a, a a huge thing. So not necessarily is everything cheap when you're an early investor. Oh yeah. Not, like by no means, because sometimes it like Kickstarter and stuff like that, you can kind of just be like, oh, I this looks cool. And I just want to kind of pitch it a little bit. But sometimes it, it is on like that Tesla, Tesla scale where people are just like, I am fully invested, like right off the bat. Right. And like without those full invested people, like you're not like like the like the Billie Eilish analogy. Right. Like right. unless you get that core group that are just diehards, mm -hmm. that um, you're you're not gonna have anybody. And that's why you gotta stay like consistent in like whatever you do, at least from off the start. Right. Because no, off the yeah, start, yeah. you have to just grab an audience, um, and just kind of like chisel out that niche audience. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I have not done yet with. <laughs> because uh, I have not been consistent right. due to any well, number of reasons. Yeah, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. And uh, going back to the early adopters thing, especially with companies like Tesla, I think it's 
you know, you're not going to convince everyone something that you have or your your vision is what, you know, what they should should buy into. Yeah. I, I love the, the, you know, the science fiction analogy. You watch some sci-fi movie and they have flying cars or, or whatever it is. And there's, you know, like you're saying, probably the 10, you know, anywhere between 5 and 10 percent, uh-huh. um, somewhere in there uh, of the population goes, I can't wait till that's real. Yeah. And they want to support it. You know, they, they want to buy that stuff, put it yeah. in their house or put it in their driveway or, yeah. you know, use it online, whatever the case may be. And then there's other people that are like, are you kidding me? That's not practical. Yeah. That's not something I don't, I don't want that. The 90% of the curve. Well, right. But you know, for all different reasons, some people are just like, you know, don't change my lifestyle, please. I like it the way it is. And I'm barely holding on to yeah. sanity. Just, you know, just doing my normal routine. Yeah. And uh, then there's people that, um, you know, that just think it's such a bad idea or that it would break civilization or, uh, you know, that, that it's just don't change things. You, yeah. you can't change. Uh, it's just those, you know, I don't know way to put it other than they're the people that are resistant to change. Yeah. 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 And these are like both the extremes, but like course, the biggest, the biggest part of the curve is like closer to the 20, 30% range. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember the, the diagram exactly, but it's basically when it peaks exactly. is, is when it's the people that are not super early, but they're skeptical. Right. They like the idea. They like the idea. They want to participate, but they want to see it like actually like substantial. Like oh, they yeah. want to see things concrete. They want to see if it works. Yeah. They want to see if it works. Th- that's why those early adopters are like super... Uh, important because they pretty much validate whether it works or not. Yeah. Like it's going to make or break you on that first 10%. Um, and then, and then when you hit that climax, it's all those people that are jumping on the bandwagon who are, okay, this is a good product song, uh, service, whatever. And it's all of those, uh, pretty much just like validating their own thoughts because, uh, whether or not they were, at the same stage of an early investor, but they just denied it. It's pretty much just the fact that they said, this is cool. I just want to see it through. Like right. I want, I want somebody else to see it through so that I can kind of like dip my feet, toes in the water, see if it's okay. And then jump in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then again, with like that whole Tesla thing, when you, if you play your cards right and those people that jump in, even if they're late, if they jump in, um, you can do kind of whatever you want to the to the fact where Elon Musk has branded himself more than Tesla. Oh yeah. So yeah. he well, himself believe in a lot of these you know uh, these up and coming uh, technologies. Like you can't necessarily just sell someone on the self driving car yeah. just because it's a self driving car. You gotta sell them on the on the the whole premise behind it yeah, and, yeah. and your belief that it's a good idea and and your vision for a future of you know. Uh, more renewable cars, even if we do, even if the first electric cars aren't even better for the environment, they might be worse. But but people see the it's direction the idea they're going. Exactly, it. exactly. But like what I'm saying is like Elon Musk, he could sell flamethrowers. He sold he sold right. out like oh yeah tens of thousands, if not just thousands of flamethrowers. Yeah, but like, it was on the idea of making tunnels to you know yeah, which is completely completely like polar opposites. Like they have nothing to do with each other. But right. it was just the fact of him himself yeah. behind it and not even anything to do with the, tum- the company. Well, people, you know, respect and admire him for, you know, every idea of his is, you know, not a good idea, but the ones that are, you know, they make, they make headlines. Yeah. And, you know, 
the cool stuff that he's done with the you know the large group of people um, behind him, you know, scientists, uh, marketing, business, uh, finance, you name it, yeah. that are all supporting him are all also believing in that vision and trying to get the word out as far as wide as possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and, and it's just like indulging into the culture of something will ultimately create that euphoria not only for yourself but for the creator as well right and that's what both people are striving for pretty much yeah yeah no i mean every time something new happens you got to believe in the idea for example uh i don't know have you heard of uh richard browning and his jetpack uh flight suit that was uh, with actual jet engines was it on the arms uh it was on the arms it's uh so and on the back yeah on the back and the arms they weren't put on the legs specifically because it was kind of hard to uh, is it called gravity uh, it is yeah yeah i like yeah i've seen a lot of yeah so i forgot what the name is but yeah they're the kind of uh, thing that a lot of people like just because of the the belief like yeah just the concept you're not gonna fly to work like that every day but the fact that someone's doing it and the fact that someone made a you know a suit that kind of flies like iron man and you know looks really really sleek and just the promise of what it could do is why he has so many people showing up to his demos of the suit. And, yeah, which and he wants to even start a racing club. I mean, the guy's doing a lot of cool things, and it's all funded by people that would never buy one of these themselves. Yeah. But what's hilarious about all of this, uh, about the whole concept and things, is like he's completely riding on the com- the whole idea, which oh, is yeah. what you're saying. Is like he's not mass like tesla like he's not mass producing jetpacks no he's not legalizing jetpacks no he's not doing any of this stuff literally people are coming to his warehouse and paying hundreds if not thousands of dollars just to test fly it on a rig oh like, yeah like like they have a big lapel right no uh, no no i've seen it yeah, grappling it's rig crane, or whatever uh, yeah it's like a crane yeah and and it only lets you hover like five feet off the ground yeah just, and it, and just it's to holding get your feet you wet and it's holding you so that like it's holding you on a tether. Mm-hmm. So if something goes wrong, then you can just kind of like flop to the side, and then it, they shut yeah, it no, off. and then you just you know swing back down, and then you're so you know, literally you start like again. Literally, that whole concept is still like quote unquote in the early phases. Oh, very but much it so. still became huge, and he's riding on that alone. Exactly. So it's like, like kind of like throwing back to like the whole Spotify thing. It's like, um, you can just ride out the. Uh, like the early phase, like right. you don't necessarily have to like sell out concerts. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know more about the guy that uh, you know Jeff Browning himself that that started Gravity Industries than the company, really, at, especially at this point. Because you know how he started? He didn't want to make a product of it. He didn't want to do anything. He was just a guy who thought, "What if I was able to fly with jet engines?" Yeah, and he saved. I up remember a lot it was like a super super simple project yeah that, well, that they just became like obsessed with well, it started when he bought his first jet engine he saved up a lot of money for it and he got it working and you know, big smile on his face when he fired it up for the Plane first time jet engine. yeah yeah exactly. micro jet engines oh, okay and and then he set it up and it worked and it was amazing and then he was like you know if only i had enough of these to be able to lift my full body weight i bet you and he got another one and made a rig and you know was able to feel a ton of force because he put him on his arms. Where and was he getting this money? I, I from his personal uh, his job. Yeah, uh, it was how much engineer. do you think a micro engine? engine oh, is? It, they're about ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Eh, so that's quite a lot. It's well, it's quite a lot for you know a uh, uh, single for um, a project income. that may not even work. Well, exactly, it was just a well, it wasn't for a business. Is, is what no, I'm I know, I know. Yeah, because it was just a hobby. Yeah, which yeah, that's, that was a lot of money for a hobby. 
but yet he bought two and then he bought three and then he bought four and sure enough he was able to fly around with these things and you know it was he started his own tether and his own simple system and it was obviously a lot less you know safe looking yeah, than I guarantee. the not safe looking system it is right now i wonder how many times he like flew to the rep to the tether's extent like oh ah! no he did there's tons of footage of him you know you know flying Whiplash. into things and you know breaking jet engine he's probably broken you know a dozen jet engines by now That's and crazy. again they're ten thousand dollars a piece and he's an engineer what did exactly. he do what or like what kind of engineer was he oh uh i'm not sure it was definitely um like do you know something what he like was mechanical or electrical yeah probably but um he really didn't go into his past he he really just said that he was at an engineering job and then he quit. He's <laughs> like a civil engineer making rocket parts. Yeah, imagine, imagine. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy goes from uh, civil engineering and, and building bridges and roads to building jet engines. He's like, why just build the bridge? I can just fly over it. Exactly, exactly. This was all just out of spite for his company. Yeah, yeah, no, no he's, he was building a bridge one day and, <laughs> and you know, they were like, no, listen, you're, you're not doing it right. He was like, what do you It'd mean? It'd be so much more cost-effective. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, and they put him on a new department, and he was just like, you know what? I, I don't want to build bridges anymore. I'm going to fly over this bridge. I, I'm not going to use this bridge to commute to work every day. I'm pretty sure I saw that in a documentary. Yeah. No, for, no, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's a fascinating project. And again, he didn't start off thinking he was going to be famous. He started off on a project that he liked and yeah, it just I mean, turned into something that's crazy. That's the same with pretty much everybody. Right, right. I wouldn't say everybody because some people are very entrepreneurially minded mm -hmm. to the point where they know where it could go and oh, that's yeah. where they're pushing for. Yeah. But like, I mean, this is probably the most stereotyped version of everybody is like Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Like <laughs> how it's just like he wasn't an entrepreneur, but it was mm -hmm. just the fact that, hey, he had an idea, a project, and he just right. went with it. Well, and then there are examples of people that are totally, you know, they had a plan from start to finish about how to get famous, and, yeah. and they achieved it. Um, don't um, throw me off the podcast for this, but um, I think the best example that's coming to mind right now is Dream, uh, who does Minecraft on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That man started out, and it was very measured. He didn't start out with Minecraft. Mm -hmm. He started out the, one of the first videos on his channels was a video just literally talking about something that, um, that PewDiePie did. And uh, I don't even think it was Minecraft. And it was just like, you know, this, this big deal. And it didn't get very many views. But he, what he did was he studied the algorithm. He figured out exactly what worked and what didn't. He talked to a lot of people who knew what they were doing. And uh, I don't even know if they were friends. He was just like, you know, a fan or maybe something asking. I don't know that much about the story, but he totally did his research, figured out exactly why people become famous and what he needed to do and you know nine months went to six months uh, or you know starting then you know three months later uh, he began to you know have a lot of uh, how long uptake. ago was that um yeah so about nine nine to ten months ten months ago probably that's crazy uh, yeah no it's seriously um and i might have that uh, that wrong but it was about 10 months ago yeah and uh, but when i was watching the um the explanation of how he became famous that was nine months into his career and um it started out with some pewdiepie videos and it quickly moved to minecraft with uh, trying to find pewdiepie's seed and and you know just random videos about uh mysteries and and different worlds and and then it sort of became more more professionalized as more people s saw it and and the less i guess trendy trying to find trends because yeah, yeah you can't always just be this you know shock factor youtube youtuber trying to 
you know, figure out what's the next thing, just get a quick uh, few views and move on. Yeah. He's, he's, he took that to get, you know, people interested in what he was doing. And then he moved into quality content very, mm-hmm. very quickly and just became, you know, in some ways an overnight success by, you know, moving from shock videos to then, you know, real good quality videos of his, uh, of his friends trying to beat Minecraft in various different ways. And, and the quality just kept improving and improving as people began to, you know, actually like all the different people and um, identify with them and, you know, be uh, invested in Dream and his friend group. And eventually he, um, you know, people realized the thing about Dream was it's not just that he was famous, it's that he was famous and he actually had skill at Minecraft. He, he found something people enjoyed he got the audience invested and then the audience found out that he was really good at what he did. Well, he was like a re- world record speedrunner like five times. Well, exactly. No, he's he's passed a ton of uh, world records and he's one of the most popular Minecraft YouTubers on the, you know, uh, on the platform of YouTube. Yeah. So he just, he did his research. He figured out exactly how to get famous on YouTube. Every step that he needed to take and did it to perfection and look where he ended up. Mm-hmm. At, you know, one of the, most popular Minecraft YouTubers on, again, the platform and involved in so many different Minecraft groups and, you know, playing with people that have been doing this literally 10 times as long as him. And he's in the same voice chats as them, just like it was nothing. Just acting chill. Yeah, just acting chill. You know, it's it, it's incredible how sometimes it's completely random, but if you do your research and you study and you know exactly what successful people did, you can become an overnight success. It's been done before and I'm sure it'll happen again. And I'm sure one of them is sitting at this table right now. Uh, uh, I have no doubt. No doubts in my mind. Yeah, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) So where are you in the process? In the process of becoming famous? Uh, hmm. Good question. Probably uh, I'm I'm at the way beginning phase. I'm I'm trying to get that skill right now, you know, get my college degree, figure out um, exactly how to, you know, the, right the before you get that jet in. engine project. Exactly, exactly. You gotta, you know, you gotta have um, fame backed with substance. And yeah. for a lot of people, that substance is being good at what they do. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, and you're an electrical engineer. And um, mm-hmm. one thing that I think should be cherished um, highly in the world, in like the world of like university and mm-hmm. schooling and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. is that you have like a, like a passion and like a drive to actually like get stuff done. Right. Um, right. And like uh, you had all these ideas and all these things. And it's something that I had uh, freshman year and sophomore year and stuff like that. I am in my junior year and your sophomore year. Right. Um, but it's something that like you got to hold on to um, because right. otherwise by senior year and like even my professors had said, had said that business students do this all the time. They, they become lackadaisical. And they wait until the end of senior year. And then suddenly they show up to the professors. Hey, um, I need a business. Uh, I need to start getting money. I need six figures. Like I want to become successful, but it's like last minute. Oh yeah. Like right before they get, right when they get the dose of reality that, Hey, you're about to go into the world and do it yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah. And All so of a sudden like, the, the income stops, you know, yeah. the, no one's going to give you loans to then live because well, yeah. you're never going to be able to pay them back. Yeah. So, so you and I have both talked about like a bunch of ideas, like, mm-hmm. um, just like engineering feats and inspir- inspiring, like crazy creations and inventions and stuff like that. I had a friend like back in preschool uh, <laughs> from like preschool to like 
eighth grade, we were like best friends. We were in like every class up until sixth grade. And that's all we did. We just thought of inventions and stuff. Yeah. No matter yeah. how crazy and absurd they were, like we just tried creating things. And it's something that, um, that like that skill kind of like deteriorates definitely over time. Right. Um, and it's something that not only me, but I think everybody should, should dive into and get better at. And right. so what I'm saying is that any one of the ideas that we've talked about and the ones that you're working on right now, mm-hmm. you could take any one of those and take the dream quote unquote, the dream experience, um, and like gamify the, the popularity factor of it and basically like dominate right with well, any of those things that's why i was kind of like one of the ideas we were talking about earlier i was like oh but it's be it'd be like so much cooler if you did it this way like just right, for, just right. being a being a business student and like exactly. going through marketing classes and stuff you know what people are like wow that's so cool and like what you were talking about like with dream like it may not be to his the best of his skill or like the optimization of his skill but if he like dumbs something down and does something that's way more popular just oh, to yeah. get the views and stuff like that like it's something that would be very easy to do and i guarantee right. you wouldn't have any problems doing that right well and that's the thing it's um uh I, I know you talked about a lot of different stuff there um to uh to go over but uh you know i've always had just the the passion for engineering really i saw you know and i would always talk with my friends too about you know various different things i could build or i could do and and I've always been interested in it. But I think the main thing that's um, behind it is I don't just want to talk. I want to be the guy that also does it. Yeah. You know, take it from that, you know, awesome dream and, and bring it into reality where you can say, yeah, and I actually, I actually did it. And, yeah. You know, here it is. Yeah. What do you think? Instead of, you know, all those ideas that you talked about that, uh, that were so much fun. Yeah. And, um, and don't get me wrong, like I, I know that there's a place for just you know random ideation, just talking about uh, just the the most far fetched of yeah, projects. Yeah, yeah. But but ultimately, the, the fun for me is in talking about it and then doing it and then having something to to present. And, um, and the thing is, that's why I like talking to other people. Yeah, I have you know, no man is an island. I love that quote. You can't by yourself become you know a success. You always have to rely on other people that can do things better than you can. And um, I'll come up with a ton of ideas and be like, you know, that would be awesome. And, and it would be awesome for Ryan Catrosa because I know what I'd like and yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. I want. But, um, you know, then I'd hand it to anyone else and be, they, they'd say, well, actually, that wouldn't help me out. But um, the three other things that you mentioned would. And, and maybe you could add these six other things that you probably didn't even think about. Yeah. So, you know, bring an idea from something that helps one person to thousands Mm-hmm. is part of what, you know, I don't always see sometimes. And, you know, it's really important to, to have a team of people and, you know, test things out and to, to see how useful something is before you build it. Yeah. So that, you know, just because something's cool doesn't mean that it'll be useful. And, um, and you know, that doesn't always have to happen. You don't always have to make something useful. You know, yeah. lots of things are sold every day that, that really aren't as useful as the people that buy them think. They're just for fun or they're <laughs> exactly. cool. Um, that's where hobbies come from exactly exactly but there's a mix there's a a balance yeah totally but um, but yeah no I'm I'm just gonna keep building things and um, and when it comes for me when it comes to you um, (laughs) don't take this the wrong way but I'm very impatient 
Because I'm know, just like, I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm not impatient as far as like projects go. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I know, even for myself, I know that great ideas can just be like thrown to the wayside. Right. And so I'm just like, I'm not skeptical because I know you're very talented in all these things, but I'm just like, I'm inquisitive on how you're going to fulfill it. But then I just have to keep reminding myself, you're 18? 19. 19. Nine, yeah, no, 19 and have a lot of great ideas. And that's really the tough part. Right now, you know, as we were just literally talking about earlier, yeah, so- what <laughs> step I am in the journey, you know, I'm learning. Yeah. I, I've been always fascinated with this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I like to invent things. I like to build things. But, um, uh, you know, I, I didn't wait around for someone to teach it to me um, in a formal classroom. Yeah. I would go to my parents and I'd go to the yeah. internet and I would try to figure out how things worked. Yeah, but, that's what you have to do. Well, exactly. But the thing is, you know, there's certain things that I missed and that's why I'm, I'm still, you know, obviously yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. in college. Stepping. So when I have all these great ideas, I might know a third of the solution, but I also know that I've recognized there's things that I haven't learned yet. Yeah. And that means I either need another person or, you know, I just need to wait. So when we talk about these really cool ideas, whether it's, you know, uh, some kind of uh, electric uh, transportation device or, you know, some crazy system that'll change the home or or whatever it is, all these different systems, you know, I, I haven't figured out exactly everything about it. And the problem is, you know, as much as I'd love to be the one-man you know, team that can develop it, yeah. it takes companies years and, and years of yeah. teams of engineers that are way more skilled and have a lot more experience than yeah. I do to, to develop these things. So, uh, Oh, and not to mention the fact that I have too many of these ideas and try to go after five oh, at I once. Know. So I think right now I'm just trying to, you know, all this conversation, it's not useless. And, and anyone that would, uh, that would say, well, you know, stop just wasting your time trying to build five things when uh-huh. you, know, you should focus on one project. I don't think it right now that that's true. I think that each individual project, even if you don't complete it, you're going to learn something that'll culminate to that one project that you decide down yeah. the road to do. So, you know, for all those people that are just you know upset at themselves that they have eight different projects yeah. open and they haven't finished a single one of them, and you know maybe it's an art project and your desk is cluttered with half finished you know drawings, or, yeah. or maybe it's um, you know and whatever it is. That's that's been my whole like the fact that you brought up art like that's mm-hmm. been my whole because I'm really big into drawing oh i know you're really good at it too Uh, anyways um my whole thing and i love quick sketches exactly i love quick sketches because even though it could be a complete failure you're at least trying and learning and experimenting right um and like a friend of mine one time uh came up to me and he was like dude like i found and he's a really good artist too and he was like dude like this girl in my class is like the best artist our age like i've ever seen and he showed me like two of her pieces, but then he followed it up by saying they each took like eight hours. Exactly. And yeah. I was like, does that really like, is that like a fair judgment on whether or not the skill of somebody is? Exactly. Um, That's and it's thing. like, yeah. like why spend, I mean, it's great. Like, like that when you're passionately driven for a particular project and you have the idea and drive in mind, go for those hours upon hours and strive for that like designated like thing when you know that that's what you want Mm -hmm. but like what you were saying like even just little projects that you know aren't right major earth changing things it's like just try and then if you fail 
that's 10 times better than not trying at all. Well, exactly. That's the thing. When you have eight projects that you're all working on in little bits, given enough time, you might just finish all eight. And, you know, if you don't, you still learn something. Yeah. If now you are, the, you're just the kind of person, you know, there's not very many of them out there, but if you're the kind of person that knows, no, this is the one thing that I want to do. Like, you know, I'll just pick something totally random. Glass blowing. If you just know that that is what you want to do, yeah, then go for it. Yeah, you know, try it out. Try to make some, you know, uh, bulbs. Try to make some fancy shaped, um, yeah. you know, animals or whatever. You know, go nuts. Try it and um, and you know, try it and win. Yeah, but most people aren't uh, aren't at that point. Or you know, for something as broad as art as we were talking about. You know, you don't know what exactly what you want to draw, and you know a lot of people they'll they'll draw something, get half into a project, and they'll see something else, or or maybe it's a competition. Like you know, I know a lot of people love Inktober, uh -huh. and uh, we're we're in the middle of that right now. But um, for all those people trying it, it's like, you know, you might miss a day and not get your project finished in, in that day, and um, then you move on to the next day and the next day, and they'll all feel guilty about the fact that they, they maybe finished ten that month instead of you yeah. know. 30 or 31 or you yeah know, it that's okay you still gain experience you still gain skill and who knows you might go back one day and finish those up yeah so you know basically don't beat yourself up for something i'll beat myself up for uh my whole life because <laughs> i realized you know it's still good yeah i think it's like the whole thing about like i think homework is kind of like like the motivation behind homework is kind of like put this guilt on us because it's right. like the moment right. that because homework is such like a, a short thing it's like the moment that you learn about it you know about its due date and you know you have to get da 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 exactly. and then it's done I think when we we feel guilty because like that homework mentality we feel like there should be a quote unquote short like term mm -hmm. like it should be like a short term project but when it evolves into a long term one we feel like, oh, we completely gave up on it. Right. But in reality, people should be completely comfortable setting it down and finishing it a year, two, three, ten years later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, depends yeah. on what the project is. And that's the thing. I, I think it, it all boils down to one of the, the most impactful phrases that, that I've heard for talking about this and, and how to you know, feel content by the, the hobbies that you have and, and you know, proud of the progress and, that you've made in various things. It's... You know, life is a journey. It's not a destination. Yeah. A lot of times we set up a destination that we'll finish this project or we'll get this complete or we'll, we'll do something, go to Paris, make a, you know, canvas, yeah. um, build something cool or, um, you know, spend time with a particular person. But usually 15 seconds after it happens, you're like, well, what's next? So, you know, that's, that was fun. I thought that would be a lot, uh, a lot more fulfilling than it was. And that's because I, I really don't think there's that one thing that'll ever actually, you know, satisfy your whole life's, you know, yeah. you fill in the Existence. blank. Right. So it's not about finishing that project. It's about enjoying working on that project. And it's yeah. about enjoying the, the next project and, and, you know, not feeling burdened by the fact that you're not meeting your quota yeah. because, you know, whether it's your boss telling you to meet something or your teacher telling you to meet something or, you know, even worse, you're, you being your own master saying, well, you should have done this by now and beating yourself up. Yeah. It's about the process. It's about the, the joy of, you know, getting from step one to step two to step three. And, and if you're not feeling like, you know, doing something that day, 
the worst thing you could do is beat yourself up to make yourself feel not productive. Yeah. Just gotta take it a day at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So be patient with me, Christian. I, I'll, I'll try, <laughs> I'll try, I'll definitely try. And until then, we'll keep on working on things and figuring out things along the way. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, I'm just gonna day by day, you know, pick up a new skill and try it out, build something cool maybe. Yeah. Even if it's just a small project, try it out. So many of the the small projects that have culminated into large ones were yeah. built on the fact that I was able to do something large quickly yeah. because I'd done the same thing 15 different times uh -huh. or you know all of the different parts of that large project yeah. several times on other smaller projects. Um, one of my friend, one of our family friends, is uh, an Olympian uh, volleyball player. Yeah, um, wow. went from indoor to outdoor uh, to beach. Okay, um, and uh, read pretty and his whole uh, mantra is like max potential uh one one percent all you have to and and he just tells himself um all you have to do is improve by one percent every mm. day and when you do that then you're unstoppable exactly. because it's basically exactly. like if you try striving for that 10 percent uh increase 25 percent 50 percent increase mm -hmm. in like short periods of time you're Never gonna work it's not gonna work but if you can just improve one percent right in a day in a week you're still improving and you just have to like minimize that amount of time it's not necessarily how much you can improve in such short amount of time it's how short amount of time you can improve that tiny bit exactly no it's i think it's you know like the the new year's resolution problem yeah you have this big list of stuff that you want to change yeah and, you know better yourself in, in some, you know, in, in any way that, yeah. that you think. And, and you look at that list on January 1st and you're like, I know I could finish all these things. And maybe yeah. for the first week or two, you are just going nuts at it. You, you're, you know, if it was a, you know, common one, like lose weight or go to the gym more yeah. then you know, you hit the, you hit the gym hard and you clear your schedule and try to get there. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it's to, um, you know, to read a book that you've always been been wanting yeah. and and you just knock that, uh, that that book out and you're halfway through but you can't sustain that kind of thing yeah if, if you were under the impression that um, that you could sustain going to the gym every single morning and night uh -huh. because you know you've seen such you know, great rewards or you you like it or whatever mm -hmm. I mean you're gonna burn yourself out so quickly it, yeah. you're gonna hate it after a little while so you gotta you gotta slow down and take it one step at a time. Don't try to, you know, go to the gym every day. Goodness, go to the yeah. gym once a week, yeah. and you know, maybe take a run for the morning or, or find someone else that that'll, you know, help you out with this kind of thing. Because, yeah. you know, not only should you not go crazy with everything on your list, how about you try to start with one thing on your list? Yeah, you know, it, it goes back to the, uh, you know, the just the one step at a time and um, you know, following through it. Start with start with a little, and once you're given a little bit, and you can do a lot with that, then you can start adding more things. Yeah, yeah, just one step at a time. Exactly. Uh, doesn't mean that you have to do a lunge every step. Mm -hmm. Just one step is a step. Yeah, and now don't get me wrong, I'm the biggest hypocrite ever. Like uh, me and my friends go go crazy trying to do things. I I think my oh, yeah. biggest uh, fail in this department is. Um, I have a good friend on uh, on campus. His name is Ian, and we wanted to learn Japanese over the summer. And we started doing like a lesson every day. And I I made some printouts to, to try to get all the characters down <laughs> and learn the language. And um, I think that lasted a good two weeks. 
And then I would maybe do one lesson a week, if that. And, uh -huh. you know, then I kind of just totally drop off the face of the earth, despite the fact that I still, you know, want to get started. Yeah. It's just because I was trying to do too much. Yeah. So, you know, I'll start with my classes now and, you know, maybe move it in a little bit, but. Try yeah. a lot and experiment, but not too much. Exactly. At once. Well, and the thing is for me, I try to sign up for way too much and I try to do uh, too much all at once and, you know, fill up my plate with probably a little more than, than it should. Uh -huh. And, um, and for all those that can relate out there, I think, you know, one of the wisest phrases for, uh, for when I, I get that way uh, that I've ever heard is keep cutting back until you have peace. You know, if, if you're stressed out about the fact that, you know, you can't finish everything that you're doing and you're walking around all, all mad that, um, you know, there's, there's three things you weren't able to get to or, or whatever, you know, maybe don't do those three things. Yeah. If, if, you know, if you're going to be upset the whole time doing them. Yeah. Just keep cutting back until you find peace. Exactly. Keep cutting back until you find peace. Wow. Well, this was great. This wasn't even our topic. No, no. I, was there even a topic? We were going to talk about electrical engineering and why you're passionate about it. That's true. Well, we briefly hey. stepped on that, but I think we can do that on an another, another episode. An, an epper, another, another episode, yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's been, uh, it's been and a And this was all kind of just like an experiment anyways. I wasn't even sure if I was going to use this podcast because we're at... Um, Grand Canyon Beverage Company. We are yes, inside, uh, so you get nice ambiance and uh, music in the background. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure if we can use this audio. Regardless, I still think it's really great. Take. No, no, I've, it's it's been awesome. It's been awesome. And um, I was like thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't read enough books to quite remember, but like, I guarantee all of this is like in different books that we've read or heard about in different things. Uh, Just you, like all these concepts. Oh, absolutely. No, I... Um, I'm like, I guarantee I've heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a YouTube person. So a lot of this stuff goes from, from all the great uh, the great YouTube channels that I watch yeah. that have uh, given me all this knowledge. So... Um, knowledge. Knowledge. Exactly. No, there's... Uh, you know, it, it's so easy to get knowledge these days, but it's so hard to remember where you got it from. It's, yeah, it's unfortunate. You know what I like more than my Lamborghini? What? Knowledge. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah, I have. I just, <laughs> not in a while. That, that was kind of a, yeah, how many years ago was that now? Oh, I don't even know. But it, it's a lot, I, I feel like, because yeah. this is now, man, you're, you're reminding me how old I am. Well, <laughs> how old? You're 19. You, how old I am at the ripe old age of 19. <laughs> Anyways, before we go on another topic, mm -hmm. um, and before the power shuts off again. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. It was my, uh, my pleasure and, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And so till next time, we'll see you later. Um.